0: You are listening to License to Chill, the Margaritaville podcast. My name is Ryan Middledorf. My name is Patrick McDonald. This is your weekly escape,
1: just a little pocket-sized one. Teeny-tiny. One that can take you somewhere a little more tropical without uh, putting you at risk uh, for a sunburn.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right, unless you have the brightness turned up really bright on your phone. Yeah, and I think that's just going to hurt your eyes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, this kicks off like a little
1: mini-trilogy. Yeah, this episode this does.
0: was a lot of fun. Uh, we w- recorded a bunch of episodes in Nashville at the Margaritaville Hotel and uh, interviewed a bunch of the coral reefers, and we got a string of interviews back-to-back-to-back to back to back one night, and uh, this is the first one of those, and during these interviews there is a uh kind of like a a gathering going on in the hotel lobby right right next to us you can hear it kind of get a little bit more lively some people are really just pressing their faces up against the window of the studio it's very fun
1: it was really fun so uh, join us for that moment a moment that i'll be reliving because we talked to so many incredible people including today's guests i cannot believe we got to speak to him it was truly uh, an honor and a pleasure. Uh, he is a legendary pianist, songwriter, and producer. He has recorded with the likes of Aretha Franklin, the Allman Brothers, Jerry Jeff Walker, Chris Christopherson, and of course, Jimmy Buffett. He's been touring with Jimmy since 1973, and he's been the musical director of the
0: Coral Reef Band for over 30 years. Please welcome to the show Mr. Mike Utley. Mike Utley, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing?
2: Well, doing great. Just came from rehearsal uh for the new tour,
1: uh kicking in second wind. Yeah. It's exciting. That's we're really excited. Yeah, yeah. We uh we saw you guys in uh, uh Palm Springs a couple weeks ago. Oh that okay. no, was such were a fun show. The, we were out we, there. We yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, we had a really great time. What well, where were you sitting? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. We were actually, we were pretty close. We yeah, we got very row. lucky. Yeah, Fourth row. Yeah, okay. yeah, That was the closest we've ever been to a concert, and we were happy to be close right, for that right. one. Now, yeah. Wait,
2: do you, uh, you guys live in Los Angeles? We do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where, I, I live there, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You live there currently? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've lived here, I've lived any sort of anywhere, there's some music business, I've, I've sort of lived, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love that.
1: Um, yeah. We, uh, uh, one of our favorite things from that show, and we actually uh, had your son Mick in yesterday. Yesterday. yeah, and that, it was such a blast. Him and Aaron together—that's great. Uh, we yeah. were talking to him, and uh, one of our favorite things is uh, uh, how your uh, your cheeseburger banter is really building into a uh, thing of its own at this point. <laughs> it's, uh, it's you guys are some going to church? <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole sermon.
2: Oh uh, no. Well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, be, you know, a lot of the, the show, the 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 patter that Jimmy has is impromptu. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, we know the particular songs, what he's going to talk about usually, but the, the whole cheeseburger thing just sort of came out of, uh, uh, how do you like your, that basically, that <laughs> yeah, he yeah, looked yeah. at me, I said, well, I like my, and that's how it started. <laughs> I like, Man, <laughs> yeah, that's his own yeah. character almost. Yeah. You're jumping
0: into something, yeah. channeling something, and then something. it
2: became gospelized. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah, you yeah. got to follow it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, you've been with Jimmy uh, since White Sport Coat, is that that's correct? Right. That's yeah, right. uh, we.
2: Uh, that's uh, you don't want to know how long. <laughs> that was January <laughs> nineteen seventy-three. Wow,
0: that's amazing. Yeah, now, that's amazing. You
2: know, I didn't go on the road with him. I mm-hmm. was just a session player. You know, uh, uh, well, he called us the original uh, coral reefers. Marvin Gardens, I guess, was the original coral reefer, which, you know, was, uh, I don't know. But nevertheless, uh, uh, I remember getting the phone call. Uh, uh, Actually, it was uh, Claudia Creason, Sammy Creason, who used to play with Jimmy, uh, who I worked with in uh, Miami. I was, we were in Midland, Texas. I was on the road with another group, and he said, This guy, Jimmy Buffett, he's doing an album in Nashville uh, in January. I said, Yeah, mark me in. I'm ready to go. And, you know, it was a quick album. It was uh, as we kid around, but it really wasn't much longer than a a session, a recording session, three hours long. Mm. And it was about one and a half sessions. That wow. our part, we yeah. did the whole thing, you know, and then they they had to sweeten it and did the backgrounds and all that, but basically it was it was quick. Yeah, wow. and he uh, just
0: kept inviting you back. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Next one was uh, a no, living and Died in three quarters. I believe nine. so. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then a one a, and yep. then uh, then we did some other things. the Harpen movie, uh, and. Uh, we did uh, Rancho Deluxe. We did that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah.
1: Which was yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's, were you out in Montana for that too? No, no, you, no, no. you just did the music. No,
2: I yeah. still hadn't joined the – there wasn't a – well, the, the touring band started in 75. Okay. Uh, with uh, White's, with uh, Havana Day Dreaming. In fact, when we cut that album, we cut it over here in Nashville, most – all the early albums – we're all done here <clears throat> until we did Margaritaville our changes down in Criteria, with Norbert Putnam producing it. But Don Gant was Jimmy's original producer, and uh, he uh, we did it, two of them at Glazer Brothers uh, Studio, um, the Music Row area of uh, Nashville, and then a couple of them over at Woodland Studios uh, here. But anyway. Um, I am trying to think what we were talking about.
1: Oh uh, I think we were just going through uh yeah. How you, the, the started working yeah, on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer's sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> right there Aww. with you. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Neither of us knows no, what's no, going no, on. No, don't
0: exactly, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys on track. I, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do it, please <laughs> Okay, do I got you guys. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I want to talk about um, specifically uh, the album Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. Yeah. Um, Margaritaville, of course, I mean, we're sitting right now in the Margaritaville Hotel. Yeah. Did you all know at the time that that song was going to turn into Not what it did? Not, Not at all. Not at all.
2: We don't know that, We ever know what's going to What's might hit, you know. But uh, Norbert, I was mentioning Norbert Putnam was was the producer of that record, and uh, they everybody thought that Changes was going to be the 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 big record. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the impression I got. It just it sort of developed into, you know, this is the one that's really going to happen. And and I I actually along with Norbert Norbert asked me to. You know, all those lines, the da, da 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 da, all those things, asked me to write out for recorders uh, the uh, chart. So I did that poolside in Miami after we'd cut the tracks and we came back up here and in Nashville and and recorded that at Norbert Studio Quad and it just sort of developed into um a more likely record. Mm-hmm. You know, you never you, when you start, you know, it's just it's just a well first of all when it starts it's just a thought. Right. You know, and that's all it is. And yeah. so uh until you start doing it, then uh you know, then you then you get an idea of what might might hit. You know, and you still don't know. You sure. Never know. Right. Why? Why was Margarito here? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: what w- what is it like now to see it? Uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's it's on hotels, it's on restaurants. It's, it's been very yeah. good. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Everyone. It's been
1: very very, very good.
0: <laughs> it's been good to us
1: too. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you. Uh, when did you start working your way into being the musical director? Uh, that was
2: later on, um, after the, Roger and Pete and Jim joined the band. Yeah. Uh, and the band became larger you know originally it was small it was a uh, uh it was like a four or five piece band and so you don't need really a musical director you know and mm-hmm. and it just took a little load off of jimmy uh, we could do rehearsals without him and then bring him in you know where he didn't have to be there you know, just sort of doing the, the, the legwork of, of working up new tunes and stuff like, you know, totally. which can be tedious. Totally. sometimes. You
1: know, the whole thing, you guys bring great vibes. You guys are all about, you know, bringing positive, nice energy. You, as the director and the leader of them, uh, what's it like to have to be the person that, uh, you know, is the the one in charge in certain ways? Like, do you have to management style? I mean, that, all, know, that you, tries well, me crazy. Well, you know what I do? I stay out of their way. Yeah. That's, a,
2: that's the way I manage them because they're all very talented uh, and they know what they need to do. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there's an occasion when you need to stay, mainly in recording, uh, where you have to step in and say, we're going in the wrong direction. But they'll know that, you know, it's just come up with something, another direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. does that fall on you or it's like, well, because, well, yeah. yeah, they'll and be like, so Ma- what do you Mac want me to is do? Re- you know, he, yeah. is sort of,
2: he and I do it together mm-hmm. uh, and he's really good at that, you know, doing the... Uh, uh, running the floor as they that's what yeah. they call it in a studio yeah you know when when things I, m- I remember working with a guy named Tom Dowd and uh, he was you know he would he wouldn't even talk to us in the studio until we got in a rut and then he'd come out on the floor and say you know this is what you need to do you know mm-hmm. and not a lot of times that didn't even work but at least he got you off that thing that really wasn't working. Right. You know, right. And, and so,
1: <laughs> sometimes leave, all you know leave, is leave not, not alone, this. Leave, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> leave them
2: alone. They'll find their way. Yeah.
0: How have your sensibilities as a musician and a music director changed from the late eighties when you took on the job to now?
2: Uh, leaving them less alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just they. they it will. It will happen. You know, it'll be yeah. organic, and it'll happen. And uh, and right now, we're at a point in our careers that uh, everybody really knows where to jump in and play. I mean, because it's a big band, mm-hmm. a lot of it's ensemble work. It's like Robert and I play a lot of the same stuff, which Mick is playing now with mm-hmm. uh, and John Lovell, the trumpet player. And so it's, it's you know, it's that when I say jump in, it's like, well, once somebody's doing that, that's what your part is. You know, it's it's like orchestrating the uh, the band. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so uh, so it's uh, and so we know who to where, where to jump on, you know, and, and it usually works. You know, it's very seldom would it clash and um it, it just it, it goes very quickly now
0: yeah, yeah. I I was yeah. going to say that you know even when other people jump in with you guys it feels like they've been there since day one so I, I've seen you all with like Jake Shinobukuro yeah. for instance yeah and it just felt like he was always a part of the band your son Mick when we see him live with yeah. you guys feels like he's always been there
2: no I know it, it, I, what a pleasure it is working with Mick yeah. yeah I mean just it, it's, I pinch myself yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so exciting <laughs> exciting to be able to play you know to watch him grow he's such a great musician and uh so much better than i am <laughs> and it's just uh it's just it's just a real thrill
0: growing up when when mick was was growing up did you try and you know usher him towards music or did he find it on his own
2: well no you know it's funny uh you know like everybody as a kid like i i was uh uh, you know, starting out with piano, and he didn't really like it. He wanted to do something else, and then it was—he uh, was about ten or eleven—and uh, he, uh, he, we were doing a club Trini gig. I don't know. They, yeah, the yeah. listeners mm-hmm. know the club Trini. Yeah, guy. we
1: actually love that Cafe Margaritaville album that you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: anyway, he sat in with us. He learned a couple of those tunes mm. and wow. sat in with us, and he sort of. It 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 I think it sparked because that there was a lot more spontaneity. I mean that's the, the whole club training thing was uh, uh, to do to stretch out a little bit more rather than backing Jimmy. Right. You know he's mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the he's the lead and we're accompanying him. Yeah. Yeah. And with with the club training we stretch out a little bit. So um uh, uh anyway he he did that and then he you know went to the University of Miami and majored in music and. Uh, you know, the rest, you know, he, he and now he's doing this. It's just terrific.
1: I love that. Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about Club Trini. We, 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 uh, uh, it's just so joyful to listen to that music. And you guys are clearly having such a good time, you and Robert Greenwich yeah. together. I think you did that song Mad Music, where yeah. it's like, yeah, I, it's so <laughs> yeah. fun. It's such a blast. I just <laughs> am a huge fan of that song and I'm a huge fan of what you guys do. Is it just like a free run? Like you guys are just like it, playing and enjoying your own abilities oh, yeah. with each other? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, That's and so fun. I'm I'm just following Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, Robert's the man. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but it's it's always a lot of fun. It's just uh, yeah, and it was it, it let us stretch out a
1: little bit. Yeah, you know,
2: playing uh, as as just as mu- instrumentalist, not as uh, accompanist to a, to a vocalist.
1: Right, know? right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're letting it kind of be its own, have its own message. I mean, music yeah. instrumental music has so there's so much meaning to it without yeah. even without words. So. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Hey, everybody, if you enjoy License to Chill, then you might want to pop on over to SiriusXM and check out Patrick and I on Friday nights for Friday nights with Patrick and Ryan.
1: We are hosts on SiriusXM, Channel 24, Radio Margaritaville. Uh, We host from 7 to midnight, Key West time, we like to say. "Hands up! Uh, And we get your weekend started off right. But uh, if you're not listening to us, listen to the large array of incredible hosts on Radio Margaritaville. We make sure to get you in that island spirit any moment of the day, including the Buffett Buffet, where we play nothing but Jimmy Buffett for a whole hour at 11 a.m., 3
0: p.m., and 7 p.m. Check out SiriusXM on your dial, in your car, or download the SXM app wherever you get your apps. We'll see you there. Back to the show, guys. Can you talk a little bit about your kind of journey uh, into music? Because you, in college, uh, you studied zoology. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I was a pre-med major. uh, Okay. And and never intended. I I have to say, as my wife, Fran, uh, says, I was always going to be a musician because I was always in bands. And even in college, I was in bands. And I was always going to see bands and you know, uh, but my intention was to be a, a physician, a doctor. And uh, so I was majoring in zoology and uh, still working in the summers, playing in bands and uh, working with a group called the Bill Black Combo, which Bill Black was Elvis's bass player and he had some instrumental hits in the 60s. I had a chance to play on an instrumental album of a Bill Black Combo. And not only it was Sammy Creason again. He's they, in fact he and his wife Claudia got me to they they convinced me that I should should try music. But I, they said well, during spring break we're going to do this album, but you need to write some tunes. So I went down to I was at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, and drove down to Fort Smith, Arkansas. Bought a piano. They didn't have electronic pianos. You had to buy a piano. Oh. Took it back to and wrote. About four or five tunes for that record went and recorded during spring break. You know, it was great. I mean, stayed with them. So for seven days, um, uh, you know we were, I was in the studio doing that. And then uh, to make a long story short, during finals, I get a call that a guy named Tony Joe White's going to be in Memphis doing his second album. He had just had a hit record called Pope Salad Annie i wanted to know if I wanted to play on it. The only problem was that it was during finals and uh <laughs> oh, I had to uh I had to cut the I had a, a chemistry le- you know, yet it was in pre med you have twenty hours of chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was a sophomore level course that I didn't get to take when I was sophomore because I couldn't get in the class. Uh and it was quantitative analysis. I had a lab test. I'd already taken the uh the classroom test and I'd pass that; it was fine, but I was going to have to miss that, so I was going to cut the lab test. That means I was going to f- get an F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's all it was. It was just an F, but it was only worth. And this is my reasoning as, <laughs> as a kid, as a twenty-one-year-old kid. Well, the the uh, lab is one-hour credit. The classrooms three hours, and I pass that. So if I mix those together, I'm still going to pass the course. He's <laughs> doing the math. So in your I head can and... do this session. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I come to I take the B three and come to Memphis and play on Tony Joe's second album, Rose. What's the name of that record? Continued, I think's the name mm. of it, and uh, it had one song called "Rainy Night in Georgia" that he wrote. And uh, it ended up being a hit record on Brooke Benton. After doing that, I said, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm going to give myself a shot at being a musician. That's amazing. So I, moved, so I graduated. I didn't know if I was going to get called. I, my parents were up there at the uh, graduation. I didn't know if they, <laughs> my name was, I, I was in wardrobe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just sweating bullets. I, but I didn't know if I was going to get you called were, to the stage. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Up,
2: you bet. You bet, and they called my name, and so and you took it and ran. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Next day, I drove to Memphis and uh, you know moved in, and and then six months later, I was in Miami and working with Jerry Jeff, which ended up. That's how my connection with Jimmy
1: and uh, Wow. So anyway, it, was, it went quick. Wow, yeah. and so and I bet none of those things felt like big, big things at the moment. It was just thing to thing to thing. No, it wasn't. It, yeah, no, yeah.
2: It, it wasn't. It was just. But it it turned out to be big things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Do you find yourself like an introspective person? Do you look back on that stuff? Like if I did this differently, would it would have happened, or do you just well, go yeah, with? Well, yeah,
2: because in the middle of that, I mean, well, I mean, I, you know, the Vietnam War was going on. Yeah. And I'd been in ROTC, and I get drafted uh, on. Hall- I was had to report for the physical on Halloween Day, mm. or the day after Halloween. And I didn't pass the physical. It was, and uh, I mean that would have changed things. You yeah. know, I, I look back at all the, all those situations. Yeah. You know, uh, if you know, it just th- certain things. Yeah, I, I do look back at how how lucky I've been.
0: The stars aligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you know, I I I'd been listening to Aretha Franklin, uh, the, all the stuff the Muscle Shows guys had done. I didn't know those guys then. But uh, all the stuff the Memphis guys who I ended up working with, like Reggie Young, who played with Jimmy, and um, I, you know that all that would not have happened. And but anyway, I, in March that same in 1970, I just graduated in, uh, in 1969 in in the spring. I was working with Aretha Franklin. Wow. So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, wow. to have that happen to you that young. Yeah. yeah.
1: What was that like? Do you have any things you remember from that or any yeah, from that? Yeah I, was, yeah. I was scared to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Jerry. I, 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 after we did the, the first thing we did. The first song was Don't Play That Song, uh, which was a hit record for her. And uh, the three things that I remember about the session were Don't Play That Song, Throw's has Gone, and... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Spirit in the Dark, which mm. was the name of the record, and uh, but anyway, uh, don't play that song. Uh, and I walk in the studio, and Jerry said, Utley, what's going on? You're not playing. I was just mesmerized by listening to Aretha because <laughs> she was just she was such a mentor to me, mm. you know, and just uh, listening to she was unbelievable talent the way she accompanied herself playing the piano. Uh Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet it's hard to... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I loosened up and started playing.
0: <laughs> you got there. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was going to ask, what was it about Jimmy and what he was building that made you say, I'm going to stick around?
2: Well, you know, it's funny, you know, because I was basically a session player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, he had some unusual way of... His songs were very unusual. And they were, you know, a lot of parodies on country music which I, I i thought was very but i didn't really realize you know we were only there about five hours <laughs> so i didn't get the gist of the material until after i was uh driving in san francisco by, by the second album mm-hmm. you know um I, um I started hearing stuff on the radio like ksan san out in san francisco yeah which w- would which played some really obscure things and and it sounded okay. It's, mm-hmm. It was nice. And, and the songs were good, you know. And then all of a sudden, come Monday, came around. Yeah. But you say, what? <laughs> well, you you know, you're playing sessions. You, somebody calls you for sessions. You don't turn it down. <laughs> yeah. It
0: just keeps coming back. Yeah. So w- when you were... Um...
2: No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. no. Good yeah, still, it's good money. You don't turn down work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Even yeah. though it's
2: fun. You yeah. Know, you yeah. don't. You say, oh, I don't want to do that because I don't like those songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've worked on a lot of songs I didn't like but, <laughs> yeah. but not with Jimmy. No, I yeah, my, yeah his songs were There was something about him that uh, the way he looked at life
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I bet there's. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't have to name anybody, but no, I, I, no, I, no, someday some, I'd love to yeah. love to hear the songs that uh, uh <laughs> you sit and go, oh, well, that was that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna eat tonight. Uh, well,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mac and I've had some funny conversations. You see, we happened to work for a producer back in the day, and uh, we he started talking about, oh, I hate those songs. Uh, yeah, this one, I said, Did you? Yeah, yeah, I was asking, Did you ever have any songs you didn't like to play? So, oh, yeah, this one producer. And I said, I know who it is. Because <laughs> uh, it muscle shows, and I'd work for him too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to mention names, no. but we know exactly <laughs> yeah. who it was. There's a guy out there that's yeah, sticking yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No I know the Songs it. hadn't been called yet. Okay. Uh-huh. Everybody okay. has bad songs. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he has you know a, a, a unique twist Jimmy does yeah, uh, yeah. A, a, about telling the story
0: yeah and there's yeah. like a, there's a lighthearted element to it there's a fun yeah. there's jokey a element to it very naive point yes. of view which
2: yeah. is I love you know the and I think that's what people were attracted to originally, you know, it's like tire swing. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, he, instead of, you know, he's, so he's almost dead on the highway in an Illinois, uh, you know, mm. <laughs> telephone pole. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, he's talking about life, you know, tire swing. Yeah. yeah as a kid.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, we, uh, uh, love to look at uh kind of some of the the early tour stuff as well and that you had to be there. album were you on that one as well yeah 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 yeah, that one uh i mean that live album is so exciting i imagine some of those earlier live shows were just wild yeah they were and it was it was great you know
2: his band that early band really had a grasp on being young the way they played Mm -hmm. and it's you know as you age as a player you tend to lose all that. You see, it becomes re- more refined. Uh, and you try to capture it, but you just can't do it. You know, and that's that's you had to be there it was a it was a very youthful way to
0: play those songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that version of pencil thin mustache is <laughs> yeah. maybe my favorite yeah. version yeah. of that yeah. song. Yeah. It's so boisterous and fun and you yeah. can just no, feel exactly. like yeah. the yeah. energy yeah. is yeah. there. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um Jimmy's sound has gone through a lot of evolutions as well like uh like hot water sounds yeah. different from Florida right. sounds different from changes and the newer stuff. Is that a conscious decision between yeah. you and Jimmy there, yeah, there is
2: you know it's I mean not so much now, but back then you were trying to get on the radio mm-hmm. and so what can we do? I mean uh, hot water was definitely we talked about r and b you know. Yeah uh floor days, with, you know, was a, a more a folk sort of album. Even though I was, I was a producer on both those records by myself with on floor days, and then with uh, Russ on Hot uh-huh. Water. But, you know, we, we're we trying to make it a little more edgy on Hot
1: Water. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, I, I, the Nevels were on for Hot Water, I believe, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, the bringing the Nevels in to yeah, all exactly. your sound. And, and it must be really fun for you, too, where it's like, well, now we're trying this and now we're doing this. Like, No, it is. It, yeah. it's,
2: it, and Jimmy's, that's what makes the music interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's not the same thing i mean there's so much variety in his music and he's always Jimmy is so open to that i mean i didn't realize at first i mean we we did uh, in key west we did the all the the complete white sport record listening to it how in we've never been a country band we play We play folk music (laughs) because we don't play country like country players do. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do it. I mean, the Coral Reef Band particularly, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's folk music is what it is. It's singer-songwriter music. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, from James Taylor to Elton John, you know, to – even Phil Collins, you know, it's, it's, it's there's no holes barred on what what you can do, you know, and, and so. But anyway, that first record had a lot of country things on it, you know. But I never considered it country because it was not what was happening. I can see why Jimmy was run out of town. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's so funny though, because I mean, we we look at that early stuff too, and we're like, oh, we we love what he's trying. Yeah. We love these risks that are being taken. But yeah, of course, yeah. if it doesn't fit in the no, the it box didn't fit. It here. didn't fit in the mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely country licks. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Not played very well. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, country, but it was precise. It was, you know, I mean, I li- <laughs> listen to what I was doing, and I, I would have, I never could have gotten a job here in Nashville. <laughs> But uh, no, it's just no. we were just you know making music. You know, I remember when he started writing with uh, Ralph McDonald and and Bill Eaton and Bill Salters. He said, "I want to go a different direction," and it was great. You know, pre you that song pre you mm-hmm. and uh, that's so, yeah, a really funny and Criola. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And I said, "Go for it." You know, you know. It's, and, and it was like when we uh, when we did uh, one particular harbor. He played it for me. He said, "Do you think this is?" too strange you know going from the caribbean to you know polynesia mm-hmm. i said no it's perfect it's yeah. your yeah. <laughs> it go hard yeah but that's 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 jimmy yeah yeah which i think a lot of it is the fact that he's uh, you know he's he's a club guy he's a you know a, a cover band right yeah well that's what we did mm-hmm. you know so you you take in a lot of different genres of music mm-hmm he's one of the few acts that can do really good, I, for me, good covers yeah. of like a Grateful Dead tune, a Van Morrison tune, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you really have to, you know, understand playing in front of people, yeah. you know, maybe 50 people. <laughs> right, you know, right. Yeah. 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 And try to we, entertain them.
0: We've been given the, uh, the, the go ahead, talk a little bit about the new album uh-huh. that you all are working on right now. What can we expect from that? Well,
2: it, it came together very quickly, mm-hmm. um, there were not there were just ideas. Back, I'll, I'll be honest. In in uh, last of November, uh, he was talking about it in the summer. By the last of November, he said, "Okay, well, the, here's some ideas." So he got Will Kimbrough and he got Mac, Mick, and Aaron yeah. to, to join in, and uh, a couple of other writers. And uh, he just threw out some ideas that he had. And then uh, started writing, and it was, it came together so quickly. But anyway, it's just sort of a an amalgamation of all the di- a lot of different
0: styles. Hey, everybody! We're going to take a quick break to talk to you a little bit about the Margaritaville Perks program. This thing is amazing, and it's uh, not like your typical hotel loyalty program with. Tears and restrictions and all that confusion it's a really fun simple and easy way to get reward for booking direct and staying at your favorite margaritaville
1: that's right there are so many personalized options for you to have an enjoyable experience at a margaritaville using these margaritaville perks you can select these options during your booking process with the front desk but some of them include uh, complimentary cocktails a fruit and cheese plate a movie pack early check-in late checkout. Uh, room upgrades, resort credits, retail discounts—all sorts of things. Uh, this really takes your stay at a Margaritaville to the next level. So go to MargaritavillePerks.com and sign up today. Back to the
0: episode. Ooh.
1: You know, this is a, uh, a, a podcast where we, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, what people do and what people love, but we're also talking a lot about vacation and getting away from it. How are you as an artist and, uh, a person who, who needs to also take breaks? I mean, can you turn your brain off and go on vacation or no, is
2: it... that's hard to do because there's always something boiling, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's always a thought, but I, I try to, you know, uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, when we did the Paris runs, you know, we stopped doing it after in 2020 with the, the COVID thing. We would go afterwards and, you know, and visit France or Italy or, you know, which I'd never done. I'd been through those places on tour, but never, you know, vacation. And those were great.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
2: Where'd you go? Did you, uh, oh, any sites uh, Well, saw? Tuscany one year and great. Mick and Eve joined us. Oh, cool. That one, that one year, I think it was 2019. And uh, we went to the south of France and went over to San Sebastian. Mm. You know the Basque country and yeah. the part of France and and Italy, I mean and Spain. So uh, yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And you know we do we when we were younger, my wife and I we would go to Cabo, go down to uh, uh, to Baja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and That's uh, nice. of course you know we we went to a va- we had a vacation. we we had just been to Tahiti doing the one particular harbor, doing the choir. Mm. And we had—I we, uh, can't think of Kelly's—he It was he had Long's Drugs. They, he was one of the investors. He had a place in Baja, a fly-in fishing resort. We decided to drive—my wife and I—to drive down there. We broke down in the middle of the desert. Just happened, this is another luck, just happened, the guy that that uh, managed the place, it's a fishing resort. It's not a, you know, it's not, which means, you know, there's just, it's a fly-in fishing resort. It, you know, it's, it's not luxury at all, but it's, it's on the Sea of Cortez. And anyway, the guy that runs that place, manages it, happened to be coming from Guerrero Negro, that day, because he goes on Tuesday to, to get supplies for the fishing resort.
1: Wow. <laughs> and so
2: he tows us in. We, we got a car that's broken down. We're there two weeks. And all they have at the bar is Jimmy Buffett music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so, so funny. So I can't get away. <laughs> no. That's, the, that's, that's the, the curse you built but upon the, yourself. That's right. <laughs> the, 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 the
2: next about two days before we even start thinking about uh how we're gonna get back. Mm-hmm. You know, I send an airplane down from San Diego to fly us back, then get it, you know, then come back and to fix the car. This guy flies in, he's at the bar and we tell him we're telling this expat our story that the car's broken down. We don't know what's wrong with it. He's an it's a Volvo. He's a, th- he won the Volvo Mechanic Award. <laughs> I
0: didn't know that was a thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he goes out. He says, "Oh, I know what it is." And he, <laughs> it was the timing belt that sand had got in the timing belt, and so we just drove out there. <laughs> that was it. That was it. It was that, sand right. in the belt. <laughs> yeah. Sand in the belt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, Anyway, oh wow, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> uh, when you're out on tour, do you find time to get out and explore new cities?
2: I, completely, yeah. I do not stay in the hotel
0: room. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's great. And I
2: can't do it, and it 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 uh, it it keeps me sane by not staying in the hotel room. Yep, and. and uh, Uh, I mean, if I'm working, if I have things I have to do, I'll stay in it. Sure. But if if I don't, I I go out and work at cities. Totally.
1: Is there a city that when you come back to it, maybe it wasn't one that you would... Put on your list as a city you love that you kind of come back to, and you're like, "Oh, this is a great city." Uh, Chicago. Oh,
2: yeah. First Chicago. time I went there, but I went there in the winter. <laughs> mm. ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, twice. Quick, yes. twice. That's yeah, it's a quick walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, first time with Chris and uh, Steve Goodman was opening up for mm. for for Chris and Rita, and then the next time Goodman called me to do an, a John Prine album, Big uh, Burn Orange. Wow. And uh, so I did some overdubs, but it was in February and it was brutal, you know, so. But those were, but it, it completely changed once we started doing, you know, learned that you Tour Chicago
1: in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when yeah, you go yeah. to Chicago. Yeah, so yeah. you got to hang out with Steve Goodman in Chicago. That was his yeah, city yeah, too. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure he showed you a good time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's very cool. It's yeah.
0: amazing. Um, well, Mike, this week we're talking with a bunch of coral reefers, mm-hmm. and we're going through a little list of superlatives. Right. So you know,
1: yeah, we're getting a consensus. We're yes. getting everyone's <laughs> opinions. We're putting them all together. What so. we're gonna do with it, we don't know.
0: Uh, let's see. <laughs> Maybe we'll make a collage. We don't okay. know. Yeah. Right. Um, so we're just going to run down a list, and we're All just right. going to pitch you a couple yeah. things. Let so us know who comes to mind. Who All comes right. to mind. So who is the class clown in the band? <laughs>
1: <know>. <laughs> I think we know. I think we know. All right. Mike's going with Mike on class clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: best hair. Well, I know, uh, Mac. I I
2: heard the answer this
1: day at rehearsal from Roger. Roger said it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Everybody's saying Mac. Are you cheating on this (laughs) test? (laughs) Exactly. I cheated. No, no. (laughs) We're not going to give you your degree. That's right. right. Um, uh, Okay, our next one is uh, most fashionable. Oh, uh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I almost say Mick. Nick?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, both Nadira and Tina are very fashionable. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I just, I'm thinking of the. the
0: Roger the, said himself yesterday. Yeah, Roger so. said. Roger. No,
2: no, Roger's not the
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Dole. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, Doyle? no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, biggest wild card. Biggest wild.
1: Yeah, most unexpected. He'll they'll maybe they'll do something that uh, you didn't plan for, w- whether musically or you yeah. know in life
2: uh i don't you know something i can't uh, i don't have it no i
1: don't n a n a okay yeah. we'll do not okay we a no worries no wild cards you know everyone yeah yeah no wild yeah, yeah yeah no nothing surprises you no. i get it uh, yeah. uh mr or miss congeniality
2: uh tina
1: oh great
0: yeah yeah uh who is the long-winded storyteller of the group? Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> of
2: course. <laughs> Once That's he gets started,
0: he'll just go. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's why
2: people
1: pay to go see him. <laughs> All right, and then the person with the most hidden talents.
2: Uh, you mean from a, from not from our point of view, but from maybe the audience's point of view? Sure, yeah. I
1: mean, uh, I think one. Pete,
2: probably. Pete. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Cuz I mean, he's really can stretch out a lot more than he has, you know. I mean, I'm at the limit. Yeah, what
1: I'm doing. <laughs> You're maxed out. Yeah, I'm like,
2: I'm a rhythm piano player.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm maxed out. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, Mike, we're also going to uh, pitch you another question. This is something that we ask to all of our guests. Uh, you know, this is the Margaritaville podcast. We want to talk about vacationing, uh, and we want to ask you if travel was not an issue, where you would go for a month, a week. A day and an hour. Yeah. So okay. anywhere in the world, travel non-issue. Star Trek rules. You're just there. Okay. So where would you go for a month?
2: Uh, Bora Bora. Bora
0: Bora.
1: Bora. Bora. Yeah, but I have to have my wife with me. Yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's so incredible about Bora Bora? It was just a magical place, yeah. and I I
2: know it's changed, and I probably would have, not. It you know it's it's been developed. It when I, when I we were there in eighty two. It was it was really lovely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so uh, you have a week to go somewhere. Week to go somewhere. Well, let's say um, no, I don't want to go there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, a week. Let's go to Paris. Paris. Okay. Okay. Paris.
0: Okay. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people have said Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. Oh, to I
2: would do, do a, a month, but I don't know about the weather. Uh,
0: right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A good so nice. I've, week. I've got
2: two French outposts. We've got Papiette, I mean, for the French Polynesian... And uh, Paris. Exactly. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, you have a day. Where a day. are we going? A day? Um, uh,
2: Malibu. Malibu. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That's Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That's, uh, Beautiful. Uh, have you ever lived up in Malibu? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we li- lived there uh, uh, for, uh, when I first moved to California, I lived in Malibu on Pacific Coast Highway, and then my wife and I lived um, in
1: one of the canyons. mm mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. Married, so. That's a place that's changed a lot over there. Yeah, Melbourne's changed a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a beautiful place. Yeah. And then, okay, so uh, one hour, you have to travel somewhere for one hour. What's the vacation for you for one hour? <laughs> 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 okay, uh, one hour, let's see, home. 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 Yeah, I love that. It's
0: going yeah, home. I
2: don't have to leave.
0: Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah
1: wonderful. Yeah. Cuts yeah. down on travel time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Um, this is a very, you know, exciting big deal for us. We're big fans, and what you've done for the band, and for just, well, you know, thank you for music in general. Me. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. It it much. Really appreciate it. All right, Patrick. That was Mike Utley. The Mike Utley. I am still in awe
1: That was such uh, An incredible conversation And uh, One thing to mention After this interview He left And then he came back With Aaron and Mick And we were having a conversation Just in the studio It was like 9 o'clock at night Or something yeah, like and, that and, and, and you looked to me And you said look, look to your right I was sitting by the window <laughs> And Mike Utley was In my face Across from the glass Making the craziest face I had ever seen And I was like Oh who is I literally was scared And then I was like Oh that's
0: Mike Utley And he was screaming He was going "Wow!" Ah! <laughs>
1: That was so fun. It was so nice to talk to him, and uh, I'll just cherish that interview forever. It was so cool. So many cool stories.
0: He was truly amazing. Um, Patrick, here on the show each and every week, we like to talk about something that we did that was very, quote-unquote, Margaritaville. It doesn't have to be uh, anything grand by any means. It could be something very small, but just something that instills the Margaritaville lifestyle in us just a little bit. So what did you do this week that was very Margaritaville?
1: Something I did that was very Margaritaville is I found a new drink at a convenience store I want to give a shout out to. I'm not endorsed by them in any way. Yeah. I, I don't have any connection to them uh, but it was a little uh, tropical drink in a way. Uh, there are these new kind of canned drinks called Mellas which oh. are uh, watermelon juice. and Ooh. It was watermelon juice and pineapple and it came in a can like the size of like an Arizona iced tea but it's 100% watermelon juice Yeah, and it was just very delightful and very refreshing. Oh, I love that. And watermelon juice is so good. I feel like I don't ever see that I feel like I don't see people selling watermelon juice but so refreshing nothing like a juicy watermelon especially in the summer so m-e-l-a mella if you ever can find them somewhere that's what I recommend mella okay I love it Ryan what have you done this week that is very margaritaville
0: okay so this
1: past week I just didn't shave for a week oh that's very margaritaville that's very like late 70s early 80s my head hurts my feet sink and I don't love Jesus margaritaville
0: yeah and it's one of those things where it it was truly just me being lazy but Mm. you can pass it off as being a choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So that's that's the that's the tip. Like you can be <laughs> lazy, but it has to look like it's on purpose. Yeah, there's a certain type of gravitas
1: to an unshaven man. Yeah, unfortunately, uh-huh. in today's <laughs> world,
0: I would call that a bias, and
1: I would call that a double standard. <laughs>
0: You are clearly, right now, unshaven. (laughs) I am very unshaven. And I think refined. I think so. Look at you. You might as well have a suit on. (laughs) I mean, I know. Uh, But Patrick, wouldn't you know it, it is checkout time. Oh, man, already? I know. We've had such a blast hanging out with you this week. We'll be back next week for more License to Chill. Until then, I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald. Have a great week. License to Chill is the official Margaritaville podcast. Produced by Tamara Baldanza Decker, Courtney Watkins, and Kirsten Winquest. Art by Tom Boyd. Music by Aaron McAnally and Mick Utley. Additional resources provided by Coleman Sisson. New episodes are released every Monday. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.